So fluffy, cheesy, safe, cloyingly sweet, false positivity that skirts the issues of a very grieving world is frankly weak. I'm not coming for those movies. I'm not criticizing those. I'm saying that there's more. Hello, Saints. So I wanted to take a whole episode all to myself to lay the foundation for this podcast. Where did it come from? Why does it exist? Who the heck am I? And where are we going? My name is Samantha Vocarte. That is Vocarte with a little E on the E because, because I'm Italian. I am a writer in upstate New York with a couple projects that are going to be published and going to print next year. Praise the Lord. I'm also a musician and dancer. In my free time, I love traveling, going to the gym. I actually ride horses, golf, cook, study whatever new thing I happen to be obsessed with at the moment. And I'm trying to like hiking, but uh, a little scared of ticks. (laughs) I love God and every day I'm trying to love him most. I gave my life to Jesus as a child, but as a lot of my fellow saints are aware, that's really just the beginning. It is a tough, beautiful adventure. You you have to choose him every day. And he is honestly the best thing. He really is. I belong to a spirit-filled church plant right on the Hudson River and have been part of the growing, I'm going to call it revival, that is springing up in the capital district of New York. I don't know if you're familiar with this part of the world, but... For many years, the Capital District was considered the most unchurched post-Christian region in the United States. And I'm here to tell you, that was true, but it's not anymore. (laughs) It's happening. Um, I also, I grew up in a very arts-focused area of New York, and my siblings and I were exposed to ballet, opera, theater. We were enrolled in choirs and had music lessons for the majority of our school years, which I loved. Um, I have two brothers. They are both naturally very gifted, very artistic young men. One is in the health and science industry and the other is more business entrepreneurial minded. But we've all maintained that creative artistic spark. I've always had a strong inclination towards the arts and uh, we also were homeschooled before it was cool. (laughs) We uh, were able to travel a lot especially throughout the Caribbean. And when I was old enough to travel by myself, I started to take trips to Europe and I traveled a bit in Africa, in Asia. So there has been a lot of art and culture in my life, which I recognize is 100% a blessing from God that hopefully I'm now gonna put to some good use. So I'm giving you this background for two reasons. One, you have no idea who I am. And two, this all ties into why I'm doing this podcast now. As I said, I love art, culture, and I love the Lord. And I think that art is an incredible gift that mirrors the heart of the creator. Art is something that is accessible to all people, even if you don't agree with what an artist believes, or you know nothing about the culture they come from, you can be impacted by their work. You hear a song, doesn't even have to be in your language and your spirit can be moved. Sometimes a piece can change your life. I know personally in 2004, I went to the movies. 
I saw a film and I walked out of that theater and I said, I'm going to do what they did in that film for the rest of my life. And it actually directed my college choice and my career choice. That's, I mean, that's incredible power that a piece of art can have. And the same is true with a line of poetry, dance, or even a graffiti mural. I've seen some good ones. At the end of it all, we are God's creation and we respond to creativity. Which is why a few years ago, I realized I was confused and feeling a little frustrated. I couldn't understand why the ultimate artist, God, gave us this amazing gift of creativity and demonstrated what a true artist was, but the art I was seeing in the Christian genre was not great. <laughs> oh gosh, can I say that? <laughs> the quality was really disappointing. I, and not all Christian art, obviously. There are some gorgeous, powerful pieces, but you have to sift through a lot to find them. And I'm not being snobby. Like, there's a lot of cringe happening and a lot of this low-quality work that's happening. If we do find an amazing piece, I know that my friends and I will play it like a gazillion times until it's very worn out. Notice I say play because it's usually music. When it comes to diversity in genre, sound, and look, it has felt like if a piece can't be incorporated into a church service, it doesn't really happen at all. There's the, I mean, sometimes there's a narrow box for Christian art, and you might jump out of the box like for a second, but you're coming right back in that box. And what comes out of that box kind of sounds the same, kind of looks the same. And I'm going to be really honest here. When it comes to addressing tough life issues, I feel like artistically, we are very um, mealy-mouthed, to put it lightly. We just don't tackle the things that are hurting people. Art is meant to be a bomb for the tired and the dry soul, and it's supposed to elicit certain responses out of us, whether that's growth, healing, change, or hope, or turning your eyes to your savior. But what I've been noticing is that a lot of times we just pretend that things are all okay in our little world. And that's really falling short. Now, before we go any further, I just want to clarify that I am not talking about worship on a Sunday. Oh, oh boy. Like, hold, pause, beep, beep. This is not about worship music. I interpret 1 Corinthians 10.31 as whatever we do in word or deed. Do it all to the glory of God. That means I can be in a state of worship while working at my job or cleaning my bathroom or loving my community or even resting. Worship is a heart posture that shapes how I live my life. In churches, we tend to call the part of the service where we sing and give praise using music worship. And I'm not sure that that is the best word choice. <clears throat> because when I say Christian art needs some help, the quality isn't awesome and it can be really fluffy. People think that I'm, I'm coming for their Sunday service and that's not it at all. Oh my gosh. I mean the fiction section of the Christian bookstore or our movies. It, oh goodness, our movies. <laughs> they need help. We have no TV shows except The Chosen, which I love. I love and we waited decades <laughs> for that. And it's crowdfunded. I mean, it's incredible, but why did it take decades and like an army of people 
to make this happen? What about dance? Not all Christian dance needs to be girls in monochromatic dresses twirling ribbons on sticks. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I, I have once or twice been part of a church dance team. And I think every time it was so cringy, my mom was embarrassed. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm so sorry. Ugh. I mean, I know that it's meant to be for the glory of God, but it, it's actually uncomfortable to watch these things sometimes. And what about plays? Poetry. I mean, our memes are even struggling. And not for nothing, but we used to build cathedrals. Again, there are fantastic artists out there. The majority of them are musicians, which is phenomenal. But where are the other artists? One of my favorite poems is Death Be Not Proud by John Donne. This is a 17th century sonnet. I warned you I was homeschooled. So if you aren't into 17th century poems, that's totally fine. But it's 15 lines of iambic pentameter. So you can totally give it a shot and then bail <laughs> if you don't like it. But in this poem, Donne openly rebukes death after barely surviving a serious illness. He reminds death of its own impending end, and it gets gritty, gnarly, and real. Before his conversion, Dunn was actually a writer of some pretty scandalous um, poetry, I believe is what we want to call it. <laughs> uh, but when he came to the Lord, he applied his gifting and doesn't really hold back when it comes to talking about the tough stuff. I would rather have that than to keep pretending through art that everything is fine, polished, sometimes you have a bad day, but I'm fine, thank you, bless your heart, fluffernutter. Fake polish is varnish. And today, we're not using our gifts to show the human side to our salvation as much as we could be. I mean, we were saved from something, lest we forget. We just didn't arrive whole and sanctified before the Lord. We're not there yet. So how can a hurting world relate to us when our art paints us as pain-free? How can the spiritually dying come to us when songs and movies we produce don't portray the fact that, yes, we overcome by the blood of the lamb, but we suffer too? I'm going to really go for it here. You know, I've seen a lot of Christian movies. Some of them are, are like, I still maintain that the Passion of the Christ was artfully done. That is pretty powerful. But a lot of them are about, like, football. And I don't believe that that's the biggest conflict that most people are facing is, like, your high school football team. Yes, there's lessons there, but Christians experience heartbreak and betrayal confusion, doubt, low self-esteem, abuse, tough choices, breakups. And I mean, hey, we all just lived through 2020. So fluffy, cheesy, safe, cloyingly sweet, false positivity that skirts the issues of a very grieving world is frankly weak. I'm not coming for those movies. I'm not criticizing those. I'm saying that there's more. My God is the greatest artist that the universe has ever seen, and I want to use every gift he gives me with the passion, fire, and realness that he used when he made volcanoes and whale sharks, freckles, and my very crooked baby toe. Like, I want real. And there are artists that are practicing their craft in the dark. 
like Gideon threshing wheat in a cave so that the enemy wouldn't find him. There are Davids playing and singing while watching their sheep in a field. My best friend growing up raised sheep, and I can tell you that they are the smelliest, most undignified audience you can imagine. But that is where that is where David started. There are craftsmen living amongst us, just waiting for a word from their leaders, like the leaders of Israel who called the craftsmen out and said, hey, God gave us designs for a tabernacle. And he was like really specific. So you seem like you know what you're doing. Let's do this. They're out there and there is so much more. It really matters. Look, I don't want to be part of a generation that complains about the church. I want to be a part of a generation that loves the church enough to identify gaps and then find ways to fill them with humility and excellence for the glory of God. This podcast probably won't be for all Christians, and that is fine. Wrestle your faith out. I mean, I personally love that there are Christian rappers, street dancers. I mean, I traveled in Asia with uh, a DJ who spe he specifically worked in EDM and hip hop, and he would go into the clubs and they were seeing people come to Christ through DJ music. I mean, some people are going to be uncomfortable with that. But that's between them and God. And I'm not here to get into what someone thinks is culturally appropriate for the church. I'm not here to be politically correct. I want the glory of God to go forth. Now, what I can say is that this podcast will remain committed to the scriptures. We will lean into the Holy Spirit for wisdom and discernment. We will remain humble before God. I remain accountable to my church leadership and to the people in my life who are mentoring me. You know, we're not going to be afraid to go deep, uh, but we're not going dark. We're not of the world. We will not act like the world, but we will shine the spotlight on some of the gifted, diverse, and anointed artists waiting off stage. So as I wrap up this profoundly long introduction, this is my parting thought. God's bride is the church, the ecclesia, the mixing of people, sounds, languages, colors, flavors. He is far more creative than our narrow American church box allows. And his art is the greatest that there is. This podcast is meant to be a voice saying there is more. There is more music that moves. There are more sounds. There are more genres, more languages that can be represented more moments where heaven comes down and takes a seat to listen and revel. There is more, and I hope you stick with me as I go looking for it in my own community. Until then, Sole Deo Gloria, glory to God alone. <laughs>